In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Uh, as I mentioned last week, there are 24 Sundays after Pentecost in the church's calendar. But since Pentecost is a movable feast, depending on the date of Easter, there can be as many as 28 Sundays between Pentecost and Advent. And the readings for those extra Sundays are taken from the Sundays after Epiphany. And this year, there are two extra Sundays before the end of the liturgical year. Thus, last week, we celebrated the fifth Sunday after Epiphany, and today we celebrate the sixth Sunday. Michael Foley, who is a patristic scholar who teaches at Baylor University and who writes a column on language for the blog, The New Liturgical Movement. Uh, Michael, incidentally, is also the author of Drinking with the Saints, a collection of liturgical cocktail recipes, and he's spoken here at uh, Prince of Peace. And in his uh, uh, column, uh, uh, about these uh, Sundays after Epiphany, uh, he has some observations about the propers of today's Mass, which I would like to share with you. It is interesting how context can shape the interpretation of a text. When hearing this Sunday's epistle, during the time after Epiphany, for example, the verse about having just turned to God from idols might assume greater prominence since the time after Epiphany indirectly continues to celebrate the conversion of the Gentiles that began with the visit of the Magi. But during the time after Pentecost, when the focus is on the end of the world and the four last things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell, other verses from the same reading, such as Jesus delivering us from the wrath to come, will naturally seem more relevant. One prayer that is fascinating both on its own and in different contexts is the collect for this Sunday. Praesta quesimus omnipotens Deus, ut semper rationabilia meditantes, quae tibi sunt placita et dicit exequamor et factis, per Dominum nostrum Jesum Christum filium tuum, which may be translated as, grant we beseech thee, almighty God, that ever meditating upon rational things, we may thoroughly carry out the things that are pleasing to thee, both in words and in deeds, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Exequamor, we may thoroughly carry out, is a robust verb. Sequor means to follow after, chase, or attain. But because the prefix, a prefix ex has a perfective force, denoting completely, thoroughly, or to the end, the church is here petitioning for a complete and generous following out of those things that belong to God and his service. But the most intriguing word in the prayer is rationabilia, or rational things, for it goes against the grain of our sensibilities. Even though we Catholic Christians maintain that faith and reason are compatible, we tend to put them into two different categories, at least where worship and study are concerned. We act as if rational things are for the classroom, whereas worship is more for the heart than the mind. And yet here in the midst of our worship is a plea for constant meditation on rational things. What constitutes the rationabilia can be discovered with a little effort. 
we may infer from the rest of the prayer that at least some of the things found in the category of the rational are the things that are pleasing to God and are to be carried out, like the love of God and neighbor and the Ten Commandments. But meditating on rational things may involve more than ruminating on the divine law or works of righteousness. According to some scholars, the term rational was once synonymous with spiritual until its meaning migrated to reasonable, conformed to the essence of a thing, and spiritualis alis took its place. By this reading, rational things would include objects of the speculative intellect, to put it into mystic terms, as well as objects of the practical intellect. It may sound odd to think of rational and spiritual as synonymous until one considers Romans 12.1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing unto God, your reasonable service. The Greek logike latria, rationale bale obsequium, or rational, reasonable service, captures the fact that Christian worship is logocentric or centered on the word that is Christ. As Pope Benedict XVI observed, the celebration is not only a ritual, it is not only a liturgical game, but it is intended to be logike latria, a transformation of our existence in the direction of the logos. Among other things, to be holy or spiritual is to have one's faculty of reason restored into a likeness of the incarnate logos. Rational things are spiritual things because they renew that spiritual entity known as reason. Pope Benedict also notes that rationabile appears in the Roman canon when the faithful pray that God will bless, approve, ratify, make worthy, rationabile, and acceptable this offering. As the Pope explains, the Church knows that in the Holy Eucharist, Christ's gift of himself, his true sacrifice, becomes present. However, the Church prays that the community celebrating may truly be united with Christ and transformed. She prays that, she, that we may become what we cannot be with our own efforts, a rational offering that is acceptable to God. Thus the Eucharistic prayer in, interprets St. Paul's words correctly. To meditate on the things of God and to make ourselves a rational spiritual offering are the gladsome duties of Christians at all times and in all places but they take on new meaning and urgency in the shadow of the world's end. It is reasonable to expect that the final chapter of human history, awash with false prophets and antichrists, will not be a golden age of reason, let alone of faith. It is reasonable to expect that tyrannical passions, a dictatorship of noise and Orwellian newspeak will take the place of dispassionate discourse, quiet contemplation, and clear, honest communication. It is reasonable to expect that it will be an age of persecution and that the few who keep their heads will be blamed by the many who have lost theirs. In short, it is reasonable to expect 
that during the end times, it will be more difficult to meditate on rational things. And that is all the more reason to pray that we may, we may ever meditate upon those rational things and thoroughly carry out the things that are pleasing to God, both in word and in deeds. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.